Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Cruise Radio. This past weekend, Doug was down in Port Everglades for the environmental tour hosted by CLIA aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, and if you don't know what CLIA is, it stands for Cruise Line International Association. They're basically the world's biggest cruise association. And their, uh, their primary focus is the promotion and growth of the cruise industry. And since this was the environmental tour, obviously, it was all about what the cruise industry is doing to help protect the environment. Exactly. We also learned about Royal Caribbean's initiative in their Save the Waves program, which we'll be talking to Rich Pruitt, the Associate Vice President of Environmental Programs for Royal Caribbean. We're also going to talk to Dr. Ellen Prager, who is a marine scientist and author of the new book, Sex, Drugs, and Sea Slime. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here as always. Hello, Stuart. Hello, guys. Hey, man. Getting right to it. Cunard failing inspection on one of the Queen's uh, ships there. Which one? And uh, tell us the deal. Well, the Queen Mary 2 had a surprise inspection uh, last week, and by the uh, Centers for Disease Control, which they do aboard uh, all the cruise ships at various times of the year. And uh, June 10th, um, Queen Mary 2 scored a, an unsatisfactory uh, rating of 84 which uh, was incredibly shocking. Um, but uh, essentially, they, they claimed that uh, they had extremely dirty uh, tiling and flooring in the splash pool, and uh, they had cockroaches in a food storage locker, um, which was, you know, it's kind of shocking considering, you know, you're talking about one of the most famous, you know, cruise ships in, yeah. the, in the world. But uh, in the, the main buffet area, they... Uh, they found um, four live fruit flies and four mm. adult cockroaches were observed in the storage locker. But the good news was it was th- all these violations were relegated to a very small part of the ship, and it was immediately taken care of. And uh, you know, no further action, from my understanding, was taken. Well, it goes to show you no one likes a dirty, filthy queen. That's correct. Uh, not to say I know that from experience, but I was really drunk. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last week, Princess Cruise Lines announced that they were uh, pulling out of Puerto Vallarta. Any other lines following suit, Stuart? Well, the good news is that no other cruise lines have uh, even hinted at pulling out of Puerto Vallarta. So, and keep in mind, there are only a few other cruise lines uh, available that are currently uh, planning to schedule the Mexican uh, Riviera, which is uh, Carnival, Holland America, and Disney. And as you may recall, Disney was actually the first to pull out of uh, Mazatlan uh, for their entire spring sailing before they even got there. But, um, you know, essentially this is all stemming really from a, uh, a Canadian citizen who lives in Puerto Vallarta who unfortunately was killed. We don't know what the um, you know, surrounding circumstances were, but, um, you know, it was, it was someone that lived in Puerto Vallarta, and uh, the good news is it wasn't a threat to tourists. It wasn't a threat to, you know, any tourist areas. So, you know, maybe Princess wants to err on the side of caution, but, uh, you know, the other, crew, the other three cruise lines at this point have not announced any plans to follow suit. All right, let's move to Celebrity, which, by the way, the silhouette comes out next month, and yes, we are not invited. Oh, but I'm going. Oh, well, so I'll be there for you. Oh, aren't you a fancy lad? And this was actually uh, pretty exciting for Silhouette because this was the ship. I was actually in the shipyard back in the middle of mm. March of last year oh. when they actually pressed the button to begin construction 
of the ship there in Poppenburg, Germany. Yeah. So that's uh, going to be pretty exciting for me. Did you have a hand in designing it as well, Stuart? <laughs> well, you know, I had a few things. I did suggest the, uh, the zip line. But, okay, uh, then. They, they instead put it on Royal Caribbean. What we want to know is about <laughs> the, uh, the new wine and dine package. Is, is it really even that new? Well, it, it, it is new because it's, um, what they're doing is they're, they're offering, they're essentially combining the, the wine and the specialty dining restaurants. So they've got three packages uh, for couples where you can have three dining reservations in three of their specialty restaurants and have three bottles of wine uh, per couple. And you can go three, five, um, and, and another five. So you could do uh, three dining, three bottles, five dining, three bottles, and five dining and five bottles just depends on, on what the passenger wants and you can also get the specialty restaurant packages without the wine so there, there's a lot of different variations and it gives people an opportunity to experience more of the wine and uh, maybe get some preferential seating in the restaurants. I'm looking at MiriamWebster.com right now Stuart and your picture is next to the word amazing absolutely oh boy thank you sweetie you betcha. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cousin. Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nation. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're going to be spending some time in New England this summer and find yourself near Newport, Rhode Island, make your way to Perry Mill Wharf near downtown Newport, where you can board the Seafair, a traveling privately owned mega yacht that hosts fine art exhibits in port cities along the United States' eastern seaboard. The 225-foot yacht remains dockside during exhibitions, such as the First Art Newport event, which runs from June 30th through September 5th, and will feature international galleries presenting an array of fine art including painting, sculpture, photography, jewelry, silver, and glass. During the event, you can take part in an opening night preview party, daily fine art events, harbor view dining and music, wine tastings, meet the artist opportunities, and more. The Seafair concept was developed by the International Fine Art Expositions and organizer of prestigious art fairs throughout the world. After Newport, Seafair will head to Greenwich, Connecticut, and Tampa, Sarasota, Miami, and St. Petersburg, Florida throughout the rest of the year and early next year. For details, go to expoships.com. This past weekend when Doug was in Port Everglades for the environmental tour, the Oasis of the Seas environmental officer Ernst Anderson was there. He commented on Royal Caribbean's efforts to protect the environment. We decided to kick it up a little bit here on the Oasis, so we saw an opportunity in Port Everglades because obviously they have a new recycling program for dry garbage. So, so we started recycling our dry garbage there and then we recycled the prime recycling material in, in Cozumel. All this is to avoid landfilling. So right now our environmental recycling program, it's definitely recycling like 80% of 
what we are landing between 80 and 90, I would say. Okay, joining me now is Rich Pruitt, Associate VP of Environmental Programs, aka Lighting Up Royal Caribbean's Green Initiatives. And thanks for being on Cruise Radio. I'm glad to have you guys on board today. You have an amazing backstory. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I was, uh, was in the Air Force as an airborne Russian linguist for 10 years, and then uh, I uh, accepted a commission in the U.S. Coast Guard, and uh, after a short stint in Coast Guard Intel, I, uh, I moved into the marine safety field, which I did for about 10 years. Royal Caribbean has the Save the Waves program, which is their um, environmental initiative. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, Save the Waves is, is really a large philosophy. It's how we do business on board. It, uh, it started out in 1992, and it's kind of been the cornerstone and kind of the continuing philosophy for, for how we approach building our ships, operating our ships, uh, equipping them, looking after new technologies, and certainly how we communicate to our guests. How is Save the Waves being conveyed to the guests? Well, we use uh, several touch points. Um, there'll be uh, written materials in their cruise services directory. It's certainly on our website, so if they go to the website before the cruise, they can look at that. Uh, even the, the, the first thing they hear from the captain when they get on board, right after how you, know, you go to your muster station for the drill, uh, the captain will, will uh, encourage people to learn more about our Save the Waves and ask for their cooperation in helping us to comply with our own internal as well as international laws. Gotcha. Uh, do you find that most cruise lines are on the same page, per se, um, generally speaking, as far as environmental uh, concerns? I, I can say that I would, the, uniformly the cruise lines under the Cruise Line International Association are doing an outstanding job to, to make sure that we're minimizing our environmental footprint. We all do, a, we all do things a little bit differently. Right. Some of it's the way we market it or the way we communicate it. But I think as, a, as a, you know, an environmental performance goes, uh, we're all on a very high standard. Uh, you were touching on this earlier. People were saying, uh, or people do say, that some of the cruise lines are kind of spoiling the destinations that they, uh, they go to. Uh, what would you have to say to that? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, the, cru the cruise lines are basically businesses, and, and a business knows that if they, if they somehow are responsible for ruining a place that they're doing business, you know, whether it's beautiful coral reefs or beaches or any place else like that, then it's going to hurt their business. So it really doesn't make a lot of sense for us to do that. So, you know, whether it's because we know it's the right thing to do or it's because it makes business sense to protect our, the areas that we carry our guests to, um, nothing could be further from the truth. And not to mention, on top of that, you actually give back to the ports, correct? We have a, a program. It, it's called uh, the Ocean Fund. And we work uh, in four major areas where we're looking at things like climate change and coral reef and uh, megafauna um, species that, that um, we, we work with organizations that are doing research projects, education projects to try to protect mm -hmm. the, the very destinations or the, the kind of the charismatic species that, that people want to see when they're on a cruise or on vacation. Right. Uh, a misconception a lot of people have about cruises is that, um, you know, they're flushing the toilet, they're taking a shower, and then that water's just being recycled and they're in they're getting served at dinner, but that's really not true, is it? Of course not. Uh, we have a very aggressive uh, wastewater treatment plant and uh, philosophy on, uh, on Royal Caribbean. Uh, the water is treated to as well or better than most municipal treatment facilities, uh, but the water that you're drinking is coming from completely different sources, whether we bunker it from land or we make it on board through reverse osmosis or steam evaporation. Touch a little bit on reverse osmosis and exactly what that is. 
uh, well, well, reverse osmosis is kind of like when you were in, in science in, in uh, high school. It's effectively we take seawater and we put it under great pressure and we force the water molecules through a, a porous membrane and the salt molecules are too large to pass through. So the fresh water goes on one side, the saltier water stays on another side, and we of course take the fresh water and use it for drinking or cooking or bathing or whatever. According to the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the waste output on a cruise ship on a per person basis isn't really that bad. Well, the, um, according to EPA numbers, uh, the average person is responsible for about four to four and a half pounds of waste going to landfills every day. Uh, on the ships, we're tracking, and we're, our, right now our current uh, average is around 1.4 to 1.5 pounds that goes to landfill, and that's through aggressive recycling, reduction, reuse, um, you know, durable packaging, reusable packaging with our vendors. So um, we, we do a pretty good job. Well, let's touch on aggressive recycling. Royal Caribbean and the sister brands pretty much recycle everything on the ship, right? The, um, yeah, we, you know, if there's an opportunity in the ports that we call on to recycle, whether it's glass, aluminum, tin, other types of metals, plastic from, you know, plastic drink bottles, cardboard, office paper, uh, cooking oil or, or uh, waste oil on the ships, uh, we'll do that. Um, it, so it's um, it's a it's an ongoing uh, you know it's an ongoing effort on our part um, because we have to rely on the shore the the shore type facilities to sure. do that. So that's one of the things we're always looking to improve. He is the associate VP of Environmental Programs at Royal Caribbean, Mr. Rich Pruitt. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. My pleasure. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Glad to have with us marine scientist and author. She's also the science advisor for Celebrity Expedition in the Galapagos, Dr. Ellen Prager. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Tell us what it is you do exactly. You know, I've sort of done a lot of the different kinds of jobs in marine science. I've been a researcher. I've been a assistant dean I've taught, but what I've discovered is my real passion is taking marine science and translating in a way that is entertaining and relevant to the average person. There's so much cool information out there that most people never hear, and so I love writing about it, public speaking, making it fun for everybody. I wanted to ask you, because we just talked to Rich Pruitt of Royal Caribbean, and wanted to pose this question to you from an outsider looking in regarding cruise ship wastewater. Is there any evidence that ship discharge can affect marine life or oceans? Well, if the ships comply with policies that are, you know, um, 12 miles out, going at least 11 knots, and it's just organic waste, there is no evidence that Mm -hmm. that will impact marine life. If somebody is not complying with those policies, then there very well could be. And, and that's what's important to remember. And all the research that I've seen has shown that, that if you comply with those policies, we really can't see an impact. You just put out a book, and I love this title, Sex, Drugs, and Sea Slime, that's, which is a perfect title for a movie if this was ever made into a movie <laughs> for any reason. But uh, tell us about the book. Well, the book is really about two things the sort of wonderful stories of creatures in the sea and their strange strategies for living in the ocean, mm. a lot of it having to do with slime and sex. Mm. And then the other part of the book is about how these creatures are connected to our own lives through food, job, the economy, and, and very much through human health, how we're looking to the sea for, to find new drugs 
and use uh, organisms in the ocean as, as models in biomedical research. So it's kind of the you know, weird and wacky stories yeah. and then relevance to everyday life. Can you share with us one of those stories from the book? Well, one of my, one of my favorite stories in the book comes from a scientist named Al Stoner who's been studying queen conch for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was, and so I sent him an email saying, hey, you know, hey, Al, you have any really funny stories about the biology of queen conch? Little did I know what the response was going to be. And he sent me an email back that said, there's a real advantage to studying the reproductive biology of an animal that is big, slow, mates for hours on end, and has a penis half its total body length. (laughs) (laughs) And then it turns out that the the scientists call it the verge. The The male conch has to extend his verge outside of his shell and around into the female shell. So he's rather well endowed. Wow. But there's a little problem. When it's outside of his shell, he is vulnerable to hungry crabs and eels. Oh, boy. <laughs> but not to worry. Yeah. The male conch can actually regenerate its penis. Oh, if only. <laughs> um, I've got to ask you, do you eat and enjoy seafood? Fair question. I do. However, what I try and do is order wisely. That is... I, I very much try to order seafood that I know is sustainably caught or well managed. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm not, and I. I'm the first to admit. Sometimes I, you know, I slip, but I really try and do a, a good job of doing it that way. Getting back to the book, what uh, prompted? What what uh, inspired you to to write the book? I had been to a conference on biodiversity, and I walked away thinking it was a very important topic but that the way it was being discussed, nobody outside of the meeting would understand what biodiversity is or why they should care. So that was kind of the beginning of how can I make biodiversity entertaining and relevant? And then I was visiting a friend in Maine who was telling me about her new hagfish phobia, and hagfish are these really creepy animals. She just had me laughing so hard, and I started thinking weird and wacky stories you know, about this great diversity of life in the sea. That would be a wonderful hook. Tell us where we can find the book. Uh, You can get the book on Amazon. You can get it at any bookstore. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. It's widely available. Very good. Really, really great to talk to you. Marine scientist and author and science advisor for Celebrity Expedition in the Galapagos, Dr. Ellen Prager. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you for having me. By the way, Matt, we have a copy of Dr. Prager's book, Sex, Drugs, and Sea Slime, that we want to give away to one of our listeners. Excellent. We're going to make this simple. Just go to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. There you'll see a picture of the cover of Dr. Ellen Prager's book and simply click like and we'll pick a winner from there. If you want to enjoy all the unedited interviews of Cruise Radio, then sign up for Cruise Radio premium content at cruiseradio.net. Hear all the interviews that don't make it to the show, behind the scenes, off-the-cuff talk with crew and officers, on-demand interviews, and more at Cruise Radio premium content. Sign up today at cruiseradio.net. Just click the premium content icon. Each week, we like to try and save you some cash, courtesy of CruiseOne.com. It's all about the lucky sevens this time. If you are interested in going to the Western Caribbean aboard Carnival Cruise Lines, they have a seven-night starting from 339. That is ridiculous. That never happens. It doesn't. You're right. 
Uh, seven night Eastern Med Cruise on Royal Caribbean from just four seventy nine. A seven night Alaska Southbound aboard Holland America from nine ninety nine. You like this one? A seven night Eastern on Celebrity from just six sixty nine. Oh, I like it all. Uh huh. Take advantage of these deals right now. You can book by going to cruiseradio.net and click on the Cruise One logo. All right, that's going to do it. Special thanks to Rich Pruitt, Associate Vice President of Environmental Programs for Royal Caribbean, Cynthia Martinez, Manager of Global Corporate Communications for Royal Caribbean, Eric Ruff, Executive Vice President, Public Policy and Communications for CLIA, Lainey Fagan, Director of Communications for CLIA, and the Oasis of the Seas Environmental Officer, Ernst G. Anderson. Coming up next week, we'll talk to the President and CEO of American Cruise Lines, and we'll have a ship review from the MS Mazdam. Don't forget about Cruise Radio Premium Content. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Premium Content logo. We're also on the Stitcher Radio Network. It's so simple and easy to listen to our show. You can download the free app on your smartphone. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.